I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Oh, it's time. It's time to help them. Time. It's time. It's time to help them. It's time. It's time to help them. It's time to help Tony Ho. Hey, it's Help Tony Ho. And it's here, and it's now, and it's Roger's here. And I'm Miguel, and I'm also here with Roger. I'm Adam, and I'm here uh, in the same way that you two uh, have been here, and will uh, be here for the next little bit. Oh, hey, hell, and hey, and how, look at that. Yeah. And we're all here now, but you know where, you know where we were? We all went to Detroit this weekend. Oh, yes, that's, oh, that thing, yes. We yeah, did, that remember? Pretty, that was pretty good. Detroit, Michigan. Mm-hmm. We all we actually do spend leisure time with each other outside of this. So it's part of know, the contract those, we have for the podcast. For all those people speculating on Reddit, you know, are they actually friends? Do they actually <laughs> Yes. Yes. We did. Yes. We uh we go to American cities and and risk it, infecting our loved ones with COVID. <laughs> And we also risk our we also risk our lives because we rode around on motorized scooters. After so this is what I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this we is what I wanted to talk and about. Then rode scooters because I'm a little sore today. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. no here's the deal. Are. Here's the here's the deal, gang. We found we were walking around going bar to bar in Detroit, and we found that they have this uh, this means of travel where you can download an app and then just rent these like electric scooters that, 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 that are just left parked anywhere on the street. Whenever you're done with it, you just turn it off. You take a picture of it and you say, I left it here in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and then, and then someone else can rent it, I guess. Yeah, and this, this program is available in many cities, but not the city we live in Toronto. So finding it in Detroit was let's say a novelty. And this is, <laughs> No one should be allowed to have these. I it don't should think. be illegal. No, that's not, that wasn't right. <laughs> Society is not ready for these. Not yeah, not so, if the no. way that we use them. It's <laughs> they're also stick. they're just littering. It's like you'll never ever find them unless they're in <laughs> directly in the center of the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew we weren't ready for them because w- within about seven minutes of writing it. Roger was also filming himself riding it while riding it, which I'm pretty sure is is not recommended for no helmet scootering. Yeah. yeah. And I definitely wiped out hard twice, at least twice mm-hmm. on those things. Uh and yeah, thankfully nothing sprained, nothing broken, nothing I don't I couldn't even find any bruises. I was saying to Miguel later, like, I think I'm unbreakable. Mm, yeah, it's yeah. possible. I think I'm. I think um, I'm. But sh- I do think sh- you should keep. Camelon. I think I do think you should keep trying. You know. Yes. Yeah. See if you can. <laughs> That's so, a worthy if you'll, the first, 
Roger's first wipeout, who knows? Nobody saw. But the second wipeout, it was well, Buster it, Keaton. Though. It was Charlie Chaplin. It was <laughs> it was Jackie Chan. We're talking, this guy's riding ahead of us in a straight line down a sidewalk. And then for reasons that still none of us can explain, he took a sharp no. right turn directly into a chain link fence <laughs> and then took a couple backward steps, like arms waving uh-huh. as he fell down on his bum. It was, it was, and uh, as I yeah, fell down, I would have liked I, I wasn't so worried. I knew that they, well, first of all, I think the reason I crashed was because I was pushed by the ghost of the motor industry. That's <laughs> possible. <laughs> They're saying, why aren't you driving cars? <laughs> you know, you're these horrible insults to what we used to do second i was at the front of the pack and so i knew that all of these other drunk men on scooters were coming behind yeah. me as, as soon as i fell and so as soon as i fell probably in my most shriekish voice was like don't <laughs> yeah. run over me you had, the, you had the gall to beg me not to run you over oh my god what a sight <laughs> <laughs> i had a, a, I, I for a second i sped up a bit because it was just so pathetic but but so yes, these I are very say, dangerous they should be illegal i highly yeah. recommend uh, yeah <laughs> i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna say mayor john tory please never ever ever bring these to toronto ever <laughs> and if you are ever in a city that has them you must do this yeah, yeah. I, I know they're in i know they're in los angeles they're in calgary and now detroit oh. Oh, it just yeah, feels like just... it's like spreading like dare i say like a pandemic yeah it just... was we we had a lot of fun on that trip and i would dare say that was a high watermark just lawless machine it was um, yeah yeah. Lawless machines, it, lawless machines. It was also, Absolutely. Uh, it, it was. It made me feel like a small child, you know, like in yeah, yeah. So this has been our ad for electric municipal scooters. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, yeah. If if I uh, we I will keep you all posted on my journeys into testing if I'm unbreakable. After this, I'm going to go try to lift mm-hmm. a bunch of paint cans. Yep. Uh, and, I'll come uh, over later yeah. and I'll try and throw a dart into your arm. <laughs> <laughs> Did they do that in the movie? Mm. Um, maybe they should have. <laughs> they did. I, in my opinion, biggest complaint about Unbreakable: they didn't test the theory enough. Yeah, yeah. Mm, they yeah. didn't throw a dart in his arm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Well. That's what we did. I need to go ice my sore body, and then we'll talk to our guest this week. But uh, before we do that, as always, we're going to remind you that we still have all of our sketch episodes and all of our past episodes in this very stream, in this very feed. Uh, so please go check those out. Um, they're they're very funny, and I do think if you enjoy this, you'll enjoy that. Uh, maybe even more so. Who knows? Uh, so yeah, we'll be right back with our special guest. are back it's help tony ho and we are very very lucky to have our special guest he is one of canada's elite stand-up comedians one of the absolute best uh he has multiple uh albums out available to listen on all kinds of streaming services and he is also one of the hosts of the great podcast evil men 
ladies and gentlemen, Canadian uh, treasure? Mm-hmm. Chris Locke. He's an Chris, icon. He's an icon. Chris, thank you for being here with us. Thanks for having me. That's a really nice intro. I think technically I am a, a national fashion treasure icon. <laughs> Tricon. Mm-hmm. Tricon? Yeah. Tricon. <laughs> Try this con. <laughs> Try this fit. con. <laughs> try con, but but not a try hard no. because Chris, when you watch him on stage, what he does, it seems so effortless and hilarious. Mm-hmm. And so, if you ever see that Chris Locke is going to be in your town, boy, howdy, you just can't get enough tickets for that because you got to race go well, tickets. Yeah, race. Um, I think that uh, I like all three of you guys, <laughs> and uh, for a long time now, obviously. <laughs> And we traded ads for each other. Did you like the Evil Men ad for Tony Ho? Yes. Yes. We tried our best. We said, let's actually do a good one because they're our friends. Which episode uh, so, yeah. was it on? Because I listened to Evil Men. I don't remember hearing it, but maybe I missed an episode. Um. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you Did you like my but, uh, ad for you guys? I did. Um. <laughs> only... Yeah, only you did it by yourself? That's right, I did, yeah. Oh, that changes everything I just said. <laughs> this, um, right, right what the here. hell's wrong with Roger and Adam? They're, they're big shots, this, these guys. They have all these things they have yeah. to get to all the time. Mm. And I have what's called a golden voice. So I just like true. Tried, to, tried to lay down in the deepest register a heavy promo for Evil Men. Mm. This is like, you we're really like do. the Your lame. voice sounds like, yeah. We're like mm-hmm. the lame oh, guys Roger. in the background of Mad Men. <laughs> did you like the ad I did for you? Yeah, did you yeah. like the ad? Both I did you for and Adam, both you and Adam are the guys who uh, become beatniks for a minute. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> With the beard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Just try it on. You're not John Hamm. Do you guys think that Miguel is the John Hamm of Canada, Canadian entertainment? He could be. He very well could be. I mean, minus sure. the minus the success or money or mm-hmm. prestige. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe the ham part. I mean, yeah, but minus the but minus success, money, and prestige is Canadian success. <laughs> yeah, right. Fair enough. <laughs> I think he's also the yeah. John Hamm in that you know he's been around enough, and people are kind of saying, okay. We've had a bit enough of this. We've had about enough of this. <laughs> Wrap it up. Yeah, Someone else still deserves a, a shot. <laughs> showing up and skip the dishes commercial. <laughs> I, would, I would love to do a 14 uh, skip the dishes ad contract. Are you kidding me? Mm. There's there's enough skip oh, the God, dishes yeah. ads that you could like you could stitch together a feature length film now out of that out of that narrative. What's wild is that kid, yeah. that kid that booked those ads for, 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 I don't know if they have them in America, but if there's anyone listening who's not in Canada, John Hamm has come up to do basically Uber Eats ads for a Canadian specific company. And he's, mm-hmm. he does them all with this like nice enough seeming fellow, but kind of like unremarkable. He's just a handsome, nice guy. But you got to imagine this guy's like, oh, I booked a commercial with John Hamm. Amazing. And then he just kept making them. And so, like, this guy must <laughs> must be friendly with John Hamm at this point, right? Yeah. He's like, God, I see John Hamm so much now. And <laughs> he wants to party all the time, and I don't know where to take him. And, <laughs> oh, he really likes the bovine sex club <laughs> for some <laughs> reason. And... 
Hey, do I you gotta know. take him there, like, and I'm trying to tell him it's wh- not as why cool does, as you think. Why does John Ham keep licking me? Uh. John's really cool, but he keeps complimenting me about how funny I am, and I feel like <laughs> that means he wants me to say something back about how funny he is. But yeah, John, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, John, the scripts are really good for these commercials. <laughs> you're right. You're, you're knocking these scripts yeah, you're out ki- of the park. Oh yeah, you're killing it, man. <laughs> John, I'm so proud of you, John. You're, every time I every time I watch something with you in it, I feel like proud of even, like a dad. Even when you're licking me, man, like that's fine. You know? <laughs> it's funny how you lick me. I don't know. Like I don't know. Just sometimes I lick. Sometimes I lick you, and you, you kind of, I get the like. I go like, oh, that was stupid. I shouldn't have licked him. It's like no, 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 John. No, it's funny, John. Oh, no. It's a bit. It's funny. Oh, it's fine. like. Every day with you is like being at a bachelor party, man. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen, and you don't talk about I it I just later. would prefer, like, yeah, if only, like, if you stopped doing it to wake me up. Like, that would be the only one I would stop for you. <laughs> yeah. That one's frightening. Yeah. Plus, it's not fair in your contract that no one else, like, no one's allowed to lick you. That's the thing telling that makes that it feel it was like, like a status. Yeah. yeah. It was a, like, like that. A it was line one in there. the contract. Yeah. It was a little a bit of a giveaway. <laughs> and yeah, that, that, that maybe guy's that was the contract be. literally says line one literally says no one can <laughs> lick John Hammond. <laughs> dot dot dot. Watch this. <laughs> watch this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that guy's like meeting with his agent. He's like, I gotta, I gotta talk about next steps because I want to move on from these John Hammond commercials. <laughs> I know I bought He's a house off pretty of much everywhere of my body. Yeah, <laughs> he, like that. Literally, part of my face is wearing down from from him licking me yeah. so often. I think John him thinks yeah. he's like a golden lab or something. You know. <laughs> what is that? Or maybe he's like a, he's got like the Komodo dragon thing with like a little bit of poison in his saliva, so it just like stings. Yeah. Ow! Isn't that one of those things? Isn't that the kind of thing that like bit Sharon Stone's husband on the foot? Like she for a birthday present, she brought him to a zoo. <laughs> So he can walk around with the Komodo dragons and it attacked him and bit him and he had to get like treated for the poison. (laughs) Komodo dragons are like six feet long. If you have that at a birthday party, like... Terrifying. John Ham? (laughs) But that serves Sharon Stone's husband right because, (laughs) let's be honest, he only married her because of that basic instinct scene. Yeah, right? Yeah. Men are pigs. So like... You deserve it, yeah. you superficial <laughs> idiot. Yeah, just a dude, yeah. that dude back in 1992, like straight from the movie theater <laughs> to the jewelry store is like, one engagement ring, please. <laughs> <laughs> After that interrogation scene, he said, I'm going to marry didn't even finish that. the movie. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was out the door before her legs closed again. <laughs> I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so hubba we've... hubba. <laughs> yeah, we've already covered so many and gone so many crazy places, which to me is exactly what I wanted to kind of have you here to help us with, Chris, because we've been together as a group for too long too long of too, a time. i was gonna say too long i'm so glad you yeah. said it first yeah yeah. It's, yeah tell me how long because we used to do 
I remember shows at the Rivoli for some reason. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. I think we probably did Laugh Sabbath or something a couple times. Which and you had that Laugh mask. Sabbath, if anyone doesn't know, and you absolutely should, is a, a seminal alt comedy night that happens in Toronto. It's features. There's semen all over it. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Chris was one of the founding members, and it's and it's also had such like amazing members as you know. Nathan Fielder, Levi McDougal, Katie Crown, you know, Tom Henry, Jackie Pirico, uh, James Harton, Graham Wagner, Graham Wagner. Graham Wagner. The, the, there's so there's so many. If we didn't say your name, please don't freak out. Everyone that's ever done it is like basically Toronto's best. Chris, funniest I, I people. remember I said I tried the same joke out on you um, probably like 17 times over the years. And every time you would be like, oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> when, you were, when, when you were in the gerg with brian barlow you guys are chris Locke and mm-hmm. brian barlow and i said you guys should change your name to b bar and lock steady as mm-hmm. in like a teenage oh, yeah. huh. it wasn't a yeah. good joke then it's not a good joke now yeah. nor any time i tried it in between but i kept saying it and i just said it again mm. i'm sick in the head yeah 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 i guess yeah that's just yeah. kind of the stale I'm energy that i think we're we're talking <laughs> yeah. about raj like um yeah yeah canada's john ham ladies and gentlemen that just means <laughs> let me yeah, lick that's... you chris <laughs> I wanna lick your you. idea has nothing to do with our sketch troupe it's all about how you're obsessed with the teenage mutant ninja yeah Turtles. it's true it's <laughs> i i'm not even obsessed i just got fixated on that idea Mm. yeah and well, I'm, it's a yeah. good idea for sure i speak to down. my therapist about it regularly <laughs> she tells me to stop saying it and i yeah and uh you know i'm ashamed every time i talk, tell my therapist anything <laughs> she puts her uh, hand on my thigh and kisses my neck <laughs> <laughs> and goes like, isn't that crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's expensive yeah <laughs> Three hundred session. Oh, yeah. Just whispers like "jetem" a couple times. Jetem, jetem, John Ham. Oh, but yes. All to say, we've been together far too long, and you know, like you notice any kind of group like that, you hit some some creative walls, mm-hmm. and. uh you know, you look at people who have been able to overcome that. People like, you know, say the Beatles or something. You know, how mm-hmm. do they do it? It feels like they kind of like yeah. they went psychedelic, right? Like they went right. Sergeant Peppers. And then people like people thought they had the Beatles all figured out. And then they said, like, boom, yeah. we're this made up silly band, and here's some circus music. Um mm-hmm. and so if any anyone who's ever seen Chris on stage or listened to his podcast, Happy Good which is also fantastic. You should go and, and find the, 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 the past episodes of that where it's kind of like, thanks. How would you describe that? Kind of like, like a guided meditation, but also just kind of a stream of consciousness kind of journey. Well, I did it. Yeah, I did it the most. It's been on hiatus for a little bit because yeah. the pandemic's kind of over. So I did it the most during the pandemic when I couldn't even go on stage, you know? Right. right. So I called it like a guided meditation by like an idiot, basically. <laughs> so it's just a, it was a basically an excuse for me to riff nonsense 
um in a calming soothing way under the guise of like i'm trying to help you guys relax and i did kind of want to like make people feel good laugh and relax well, and i did i did and hear then, from a lot of people during the pandemic who who would say to me yeah. like this thing's really actually helping me and it actually is you know for <laughs> for as uh, facetious as his idea might have been you know like it's actually working and it's actually it is calming me down some people got into sourdough. Think, Some yeah. people got into yoga. Other people got into yeah. listening to Chris. <laughs> yeah, which thanks, you know, yeah. it's a lot easier than making bread or whatever. But I, but um, even before Happy Good, I remember watching you do sets and like just watching the the speed at which that you would be able to like shift ideas and make connections between things that just like made me be like, what the fuck? But then also like these insane images. You know, like I remember there was, you had one joke about like, <laughs> like sitting on a toilet and then coming out of the toilet and like feeling like you're like, oh, I'm just a skeleton and here's my brain. And you're like taking your brain hmm. out of your head. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is some psychedelic imagery. And so I was I thinking, I was thinking, I was like, explain that might... joke, Chris. No, 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 yeah, no, no, no. I don't remember that. What at you all. were thinking with the toilet humor like, brain skeleton. <laughs> but I'm just like, but I'm just like, these but these are it the must images. Have been a riff. <laughs> these are the images I'm left with. You know? And so I was yeah. thinking maybe Chris is a good yeah. uh, person to come and like maybe help us get a little psychedelic, you know, like just a like psychedelic comedy guru. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. yes. Could. I like uh, I like Roger the best out of the three of them. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, totally. totally. I've heard over the years. I've heard you rank us differently, but I'm always at the bottom of the list. <laughs> yeah, Roger I'm kind of a middle. Yeah, but can, can I middle guy? You know, but in um, I think right now I'll go Adam and then Roger and then handsome Dan over there. <laughs> yeah. No, you, John Dan. Like here's John my ranking. Of, here's my ranking of Tony Hill. This time right now feels like Adams at the top, and then Roger. End of list. <laughs> oh, ran out of space on my paper. <laughs> the thing is, Roger. I will say, just to I, I at this point in my career, because I've done it for a long time, and I'm mm-hmm. an old dog. I think yes, maybe I have a colorful imagination, but honestly. It doesn't come from being like a super psychedelic acid head. Well, so I don't here's, know a, where it comes here's from. a question because, like, mm-hmm. we've touched about we've touched on this briefly with, um, or no, wait, I was talking about it with our friend, our mutual friend Tom Henry on another show mm-hmm. that I do. Oh yeah, how's uh, he doing? He's good. He's was good. that a good impression? Tom Henry, psychedelic. Here's my impression of Tom right yeah, now. Yeah. Oh yeah, you think Chris is uh, psychedelic, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty accurate. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, if that was a compliment or what? Mm. Here, here's well, my impression of Tom Henry yeah. right now. Uh, okay, I like John Ham. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just shuts you down. Yeah. Shuts you Tom. down when you start riffing on John Ham. Tom is also <laughs> Tom is also one of the best stand-ups in in this country. Um yeah. and a, a great fella, but we, I was I was interviewing him for another thing. That's the thing. <laughs> this podcast this podcast, we should just say, this podcast like you know, uh it's going out across Canada, right? Is mm-hmm. that right, guys? That's yeah. right. The people mm-hmm. listening should know the backstory too in the sense that yes, we are all have all done 
shows together yes for years and years but also people listening across canada you must know that i and others uh the evil men podcast boys and tom henry everyone that's being mentioned right now we also over the years have drank into the together a million times yes Chris, yeah, we've even had some contemplative yeah. walks together, you know, and mm. like from Comedy Bar walking home and been like, what is life about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say actually that would be where more of my brain goes when I'm what writing is life jokes about? is like, I think I broke my brain too hard too early in my teens reading existentialist books and like smoking weed every day. And that <laughs> might be it is that. I really like Albert Camus, and he's all yeah. about absurdity, you know. Mm-hmm, so I think mm-hmm. it's—I would say—the um, me ripping on stuff comes from like I, I'm just broken. I can't go back mm. from <laughs> thinking that all of the world is nonsense. And even now, I'm a married dad with two kids, and I have to like raise my two awesome girls mm-hmm. to be like excited about life. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to like. We have a lot of fun and we have, we have a lot of laughs for sure. And I think they're really cool and excited about life. But I have to hold back sometimes some of the darker things I want to say. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but I think that's where it would come from. I think that's where it would come from. Like thinking everything's so it's you know, not, absurd and ridiculous. It's not a thing of like, because yeah, like what the, the whole thing I was talking about with Tom was we talked about how... Oh yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, no. No, it all comes together because it... it, it we were talking about how uh, sometimes when people watch you do comedy, they come up to you afterwards and they're like, you must have been so high to write that, man. Like, oh, crazy. And <laughs> yeah. Like Me and Tom are both like, no, we can't handle marijuana at all. It's, like, <laughs> it's instant panic attack. Can't do it. Um, but just as I'm yeah. saying, you know, you've got this kind of like psychedelic bent <laughs> to some of your stuff. Um, do you have much experience with with kind of? hallucinogenics of any kind not really i just smoked so much weed as a teen (laughs) that people think i'm like 30 all the time but i'm in my early 40s now because my brain is so fried wait are you saying like the weed gave you really smooth young taut skin (laughs) (laughs) well yeah i don't know where smoking the keels strain Yeah, Kiel's is has a dope skin. Yeah, good. yeah, but yeah. No, I, I could. Uh, my skin is definitely from all the baths I take. Two mm. baths a day. Yeah. Soaking it up, just in just an oil, yeah, no water, Yeah, Epsom salts. Uh, I'm always <laughs> drinking water jugs with lemon slices in them. Yeah, uh, this guy's got so yeah. many tattoos of rubber duckies. <laughs> yeah, that's how many rubber duckies I've killed. <laughs> it's coming down from the tear ducks. <laughs> tear duckies. I want to get a tattoo of tear, tear ducks coming down my cheek, forming a pond by my mouth, and then having a rubber ducky on yeah, my yeah. tongue. <laughs> tear ducks. That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can't even imagine why anyone would think you've ever done drugs. Keep going. <laughs> uh, I bet a lot of it comes from getting really high as a teen and watching Mr. Show. Because right. those guys were yeah. fucked up. Yeah. And I, they're my biggest influence by far. Really? Mr. Mr. Show? Show I would. That's, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like they had such an influence on everybody uh, who came after in them. Our like, in our generation? In our generation. Yeah, just like it was huge. Yeah. Um, 
but but for some reason i don't know i don't know why i wouldn't have chalked that up as as someone that i would have thought would have been a huge influence on you who do you think neil diamond roger told me roger told me he thought mighty boosh that's what he said (laughs) yes i did love mighty boosh and i've slowly been collecting my um connections with mighty boosh players i did a show with noel fielding about three years ago in montreal it was a warm-up show for just Mm. for laughs Mm -hmm. and uh and then this year i got to act in a scene with matt barry for uh oh with the what we do what we do what we do in the shadows and then also there's a tentative one i know sean cullen is really uh he he knows uh, Rich Fulcher, mm, and okay. I work with Sean sometimes. So yeah. I'm like, "Come on, baby, come <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let, let me oh, lick him. Give me that Rich Fulcher shit. Let me lick him, please. <laughs> let me I'm gonna lick that dude. Like, and I don't want him to like be mean to me after either. I want him to just let me lick him, and then just not like be sour about it. <laughs> um. Adam, do you ever lick guys and then say "Don't be mean to me" after while you're licking them? Still? <laughs> yeah, every now and then, like in between licks, like I'll kind of just whisper it. And there we are. If it helps, just try. To, if it helps, forget about it after. But just don't be mean. Like I could, I could hit you with something you know, to try to help you forget. Uh, <laughs> I bet you I have a really big uh, influence. Sorry, I got distracted. No, Roger. no, please. I, I, but I because I think I came across a big influence that you guys uh, share as well. Because I know when you first started, uh, we bonded like uh, after shows about talking about like Chris Morris's yeah. jam yeah, and Chris stuff. Yeah, Morris, jam yeah. was huge for us. Yeah, and one of the biggest things for me take uh, not not jam but julia uh davis and rob bryden's human remains show okay yeah 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 i basically watched that like one million times and love that and then basically nathan fielder and i starting that little web series way 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 and i remember this 2006 uh called these moments too that was me wanting to parody drama because i was such a huge fan of like human remains well those are great because i would always see those yeah we watched them together yeah this was back when I was still like pretty new to the city and Nick Flanagan was running joke club at uh, the Drake and you guys would always premiere those, those videos there. And like, I still didn't know you, you were just, you were just the funny dude that I I was like, it was you, you were my Sharon Stone. (laughs) I was the the guy. Yeah. After you saw my vagina, it was over comedy life for you. That was it. But, but I you were in Better Than Shakespeare. Yes, I was in a group called See, you think Better I don't remember all these no, things? I remember that's, everything. That's good. That's very good. Because you don't do drugs. Your brain is good, and it's fine, and you can remember all this stuff. Yeah. Um, I only remember like things I like, though. Oh, well, that's so there you go. Kind. That's a good thing. That's very kind. But I w- we would watch those, those These Moments 2 videos and just be like blown away by them. Um, so if th- are those still on YouTube? They must be. I think some of them are. Some of them are not. But yeah, go search that in YouTube because it's yeah. The comments on YouTube are like, this is how clever Nathan is. He got this actor to act this way. That's how that's how how nice it is for me to go back down memory lane. (laughs) Yeah. 
It's it's really nice. <laughs> There's that one, and my yeah. other my other favorite one that I keep going back to is I forget I don't know what it's called, but it's the one between um, Tim Gilbert and James Hartnett. Yes, where they that's the best bump one. into each other on the street, and and uh, well, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. I think it's called like Good Friends or something like that. Yeah. I've definitely ripped off like I'm sick. Oh, yeah. right. I, I've ripped that off. Like I've said it on stage. I've I've ripped uh, off Tim Gilbert when a, they're like a car drives by in that scene that's really loud, and Tim goes like, yeah. "Cool guy" or something. <laughs> Whoa, that's a really cool, cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, look those yeah. up. That's if you want, if you want to look up, about if you want to look up the best yeah. one of those with Chris and Nathan for me, the one I liked is it's called Jackie, where you guys oh, are right. like, yeah, in yeah. a hallway with escalating water bottle sizes <laughs> oh yeah that one was that was a real hallway in his apartment and he lived there with tim gilbert wow and, uh darren if those, if those walls could talk am i right yeah yeah they'd be like get these farts out of my skin psychedelic <laughs> 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 uh, that's a psychedelic thought i like they, it the walls would be like, uh, I can't believe Nathan tricked that guy into filming that scene here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I know Nathan is so clever. He told this man to hold this. Bo- <laughs> Jackie was literally my idea. But <laughs> right. the comments will be like, but they'll be like, look how Nathan made this guy <laughs> look even remotely funny. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I really, <laughs> I really think. You should email Nathan and be like, can you just shoot a video and put it up and be like, hey, there's some rumors going on about who or did or did not yeah. contribute to these videos. <laughs> I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I'm, I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. I, how about this? I also like way, 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 way older comedy than I do more modern comedy. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that stuff is way sillier. So, that's where I think it comes from being silly more than psychedelic. Mm. But I can help you guys become psychedelic. No, it, yeah, you know, like I love the Marx Brothers and W. Mm-hmm. C. Fields and all yeah, that stuff. Plato, yeah, that stuff's pretty. Like, it's funny guy. I like Plato. The plays of Aeschylus. Yeah, that guy was a yeah. fuckhead, man. <laughs> he is so funny. Sophocles was which one? Hilarious. Which one was, so oh, was just funny? yeah Plato. <laughs> Plato, yeah. The um, Republic really gets good once he starts saying like you know. Hey, Handicapped people should not exist. Or whatever. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> then yeah. you're like, damn, Plato goes yeah, hard. Like, He's gonna get guy, canceled yeah. someday. Like the Bill Burr of, you know, Chris, I guess, right now. It's basically the the back half of Republic is eugenics, basically. <laughs> and somehow <laughs> Plato hasn't been canceled yet. What the hell? Chris's uh, biggest comedy influence is Nefertiti and hieroglyphics. <laughs> this is like, this is like yeah, such slapstick like, stuff in those drawings. This shit's crazy, you know? Like, what the hell? That's a that's like a freaking eagle's head, man. Well, this is a, this is that's a, a hawk's head. 
It's a hot chick. That's a hot a guy on a hot chick. It's crazy. <laughs> That's so silly. It makes me want to make jokes for the rest of my life. You must have been so I would high look. when you hieroglyphed that. Well, <laughs> hieroglyphics. Hieroglyphics, right? Uh, That's the thing. I, I didn't do a psychedelic drugs. I just lived in the desert by a campfire <laughs> and uh, everything scared me and i may or may not and... have gotten bit by a snake a few times <laughs> so maybe the yeah. venom yeah. Uh, so so chris do you like you're saying you've done stand-up for for a long time you're seasoned professional um but did you find like when you started do you look back on some of your material and go kind of like uh cringe oh, my my stuff was so tra- my stuff was more traditional then and i wasn't really going like out there or trying stuff like it was like airplane material and then you had a breakthrough or do you think that you were always pretty uh no i started really out there and mm-hmm. then it was like alienating i okay. was really silly and weird and then uh uh you know like st- uh brian and i got together and then we started doing sketch shows with, like, basically, like, yeah, the distractions was Levi, mm-hmm. Tim Polly, and yep. Paul Shook. And then Knock Knock Who's There Comedy was Aaron Eves, Katie Crown, and Adam and Dave, the director yep. duo. Yep. And uh, so the, we all started doing shows together. And then that's what started Laugh Sabbath. And Nick Flanagan and other people got involved, like Sarah Hennessy and Rebecca Adelman and stuff. Mm-hmm. But so for a, the... The 2000s, I was quote-unquote alternative. I had a little fan base, and it was weird. And I don't know if you guys remember that, but I really hated how black and white people were trying to make comedy back then. So then I do kind of actually, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, the... But I don't, know that, I don't know that it's entirely shifted that much, man. Like, I still feel like there's, there's like a thing where you're yeah. like, you guys are more club-ready comics or like... I mean, you're you're one but of. But I basically like you saw me at a Yuck Yucks in Ottawa. Years yeah, ago. I did. Uh, yeah. There's another c- cataloged interaction. <laughs> I have you were wearing away, a red the... shirt and you had jeans, <laughs> <laughs> and you coughed 14 times during our conversation. <laughs> but again, yeah. but yeah, but you and are 14, you are one of those people that yeah. can like straddle the line. Like you can go and play a, a, a Yucks room, but you can also. But because I got mad that everyone was saying alt comedy, what's that? Not real or right. comedy or whatever, and so. I was like, okay, and so I started touring around, and I knew I had to, but I started joining. So I joined. I did the painting the fruit in the bowl like second step. Do you know what I mean? Right, right, yeah. And no, then no, I, I went and did, and then learned how to do the yuck yucks thing, uh, and then became like a a headliner for yucks. And then I've, I, I, yeah, I still do. I'm not with yucks anymore, but I still do road gigs at uh, different clubs in Canada and stuff now, but. Like I just got back from the laugh shop, but like I it it I'd never changed. It just like taught me mm-hmm. how to like bring broader audiences into that stuff right. a bit better. And so I think I it helped me get a lot better, but I started really silly and then just got mad at everybody being like Yeah, it was weird. Canada's like freaking ten years behind. Like oh, it yeah. really is. It's true. Like but and like but, all these guys that we love now, like Ben Stagger and Yeah. All those guys, Hanif and Jordan Brown, and mm-hmm. like all this, that whole crew that that we love now, yep. like they're so so good, and they don't have that. They have the comedy bar. They have like yeah, they have places. They're to doing go. comedy. Mm-hmm. Like everybody knows they're doing comedy. Yeah. Whereas like, I think when we started out in the mid two thousands, etc., like every it was so 
I don't know. I, yeah, I really hated them. A, I maybe like a little more us any, versus them, sure. There wasn't any comedy clubs, I feel like, when I started doing comedy. We were doing shows out of the Brunswick House, R.I.P. Yeah. And Gary Rideout oh, was producing God. shows yeah. there. That's right. And it was like, we had to ask bachelor parties to be quiet and, <laughs> and be like, hey, man, yeah. we're trying to do some jokes. And they were like, fuck you. <laughs> no. The beer here is worth is $2. We're getting wasted. You're like, all right, well, we'll just be loud then. And then yeah. Gary's like, and I'm going to open you a place do like Comedy s- Bar. And it was like, you're like, oh, that sounds like a bad idea, man. Nobody <laughs> goes to those. <laughs> yeah. I think you really should open Bachelor everything. Party Bar. <laughs> <laughs> bachelor Party. <laughs> <laughs> you should yeah. open Bachelor Bar and make some real money, dude. Yeah, we need like another like Crocodile Rock up here on like, <laughs> Bloor Street. <laughs> yeah, Toronto was cool though, like comedy bar clearly saved the day it brought everyone together it's yeah. such a beautiful place we're so grateful and lucky um but something that was kind of cool in the 2000s was all the weird little pocket back rooms oh, yeah. of bars and pubs where they did become regular comedy nights like clinton's and yeah rivoli yeah. and even like like smaller weird ones even before i guess the ossington started later 2000s oh, but yeah. like, i remember flanagan i like, still love throwing shows in like the bagel do you remember the bagel <laughs> yeah i was literally gonna say the bagel no i think that was it might have been ddp that maybe that it was one. ddp because i did it yeah it was the best yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and we anyways used to, we, we used to go to a place <laughs> and you go to the you have to go to the owner and be like can we do a comedy show here and he'd be like what does that mean <laughs> what you, uh... yeah yeah i'm you sorry let me finish rolling this pita what did you say <laughs> <laughs> do i have to yeah. turn off the deep fryer i'm like no no it's okay <laughs> chris i know that you're like a huge movie buff and i don't like using that mm-hmm. term but <laughs> i know that you like yeah. you know film you you're passionate about it you have good taste in it do you hmm. can you think of any like kind of like psychedelic flicks that you can think of that you're like oh yeah seeing that kind of fucking blew my mind like like altered states or uh <laughs> i'm trying to think of what well else. i remember once like visiting my sister in university and i didn't used to yeah. smoke weed as a teenager but like we got really high and watched pink floyd's the wall <laughs> and i was just like oh my god <laughs> like <laughs> when the really i've actually never seen that there's a part where that gets all animated and there's very genital based flowers like eating each other <laughs> and i was just like i don't, yeah. I don't know <laughs> some of my favorites that are like quote-unquote psychedelic you can't i can't talk about them anymore and they're again they're just silly comedies like i loved i i watched a million times the party with peter Sellers. right right that one's not as bad as the next one i'm gonna say yeah because people think you know it's not good that well it's whatever it's, you know, peter it's sellers a... did it in brown face yep yep uh i shouldn't i wouldn't stick up for it now if someone's upset i totally get it but i will say he's totally the hero of the movie and the uptight white hollywood snobs are the idiots yeah you know what i mean yeah and it's like um, the, the comedy is more that comes from the fish out of water thing. Like he could have done that movie as a character who wasn't, you know, of 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 that uh, lineage for sure. But yeah, uh, yeah, you know. So. Well, I would just say, yeah. And the other one we can't talk about because it's I used to watch this one over and over again until 
the news kept breaking and breaking and breaking upon the shores, but I really loved Sleeper by Woody Allen. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I mean, everyone, everyone, you know, he, everyone watched his movies at a time. And, you know, I know. And now they're gross. <laughs> yeah, it's true. The, well, movies that's the are thing. just really gross. When, when people talk about like separating the artist from the art and stuff like that, and like whether they should be able to or stuff, I, I just go like, hey, man, you and your choices, whatever. I can't watch one of his movies without thinking about it, though. And it doesn't really put me in the, yeah. the mood to laugh. It's like, like, I don't think that those movies should be like burned and, or like, you know, banned from places. But I don't, I yeah. don't get jazzed watching them anymore. They just bum me out. Well, in the future, far distant future, when being a reprobate is uh, cool again, <laughs> maybe people will rediscover his catalog. <laughs> but until then, yeah. screw off, Woody Allen. You fucking blew it. You blew it. Um, you blew it, man. I'd say if you really like a perfect combination of humor and psychedelia, uh, a.k.a. sometimes also known as surrealism, I would mm-hmm. just say Louis Bunuel films are the yeah, best, man. especially... His later period, which he, uh, what's that guy's name? Damn it. I hate that I, he had this French writer who was like, if you follow the writer's career too, he was like the king, uh, just destroying, not destroying it, like writing all the best. Yeah. Do you know? Not Georges Bataille. No. 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 He was another surrealist writer. So. But that shit was dirty. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. That was a nasty, nasty, um, sexy, <laughs> sexy eyeball. You want to talk about stuff? Yeah, George Bataille probably also should have been on the old cancel pile. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Which one? What? What happened? Well, what is it? Which he one? He wrote this book, uh, this little small book called "Story of the Eye" about like little kids fucking oh, next to no, dead bodies, mm, <laughs> stuff like this. Yeah. Oh Jesus! Yeah, no, I'm okay. I found it. It's Jean Claude Carrier. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Jean Claude Carrier. I yeah, he wrote some uh, lots he of. He wrote those stuff spy too. books, right? <laughs> yeah tinker taylor cold, soldier uh cold man uh, yeah. yeah tinky tinkle tinky. Yeah, tinkle in the toilet soldier <laughs> um yeah also i don't i don't want us to run out of time without touching on this too because in addition to being okay. a big um a big film fan you're also we share a pretty similar taste in music um yeah we like a lot of the same bands and uh we like post punk with uh witty dry lyrics witty dry lyrics poetic I, lyrics maybe yeah, even 100% but i think mm-hmm. we also like that kind of like kind of psychedelic stoner rock kind of thing you know like stuff that can get into those heavier oh, yeah. guitar sounds like mm-hmm. what am i well when i couldn't go to the oc yeah i was going to bring up yeah. that band for sure tickets, that sounds right? like that. the band you're talking yeah. about the ocs yeah or even I, I still never saw them with the two drummers yet. Oh, and, uh, so good. Uh, Dan, this the one of the drummers, like kind of becomes a became a friend of mine because uh, he saw me do comedy at this show in L.A. recently, a c- couple years ago, and like I don't know if I could say he loved it, but he told me he <laughs> loved it, you know. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then later on, I saw him at another show. It was like Lars Finberg's like solo show. Cool, Lars cool. Finberg's from this band called The Intelligence, and then. Uh, John Dwyer from OCs was there, and then Dan introduced me to John. Oh, as like, that's so cool! Uh, one of the funniest comedians. That's so I got to great. shake his hand, and be like, "Hey!" But that's it. You know, that's where it ended. I didn't party with them that night or anything. But uh, like, still, to still, meet John hey, Dwyer, man, like you got to meet John semi, Dwyer. 
Yeah, not as a fan. Well, I told him I lo- obviously a big fan, but you know what I mean? No, absolutely. That was kind of cool. But like, him as like a gen, a man or something. I don't know how to put it. But let's say, let's say, let's say I'm Chris Locke. I'm hanging out at the house. I'm smoking a huge bone. You know, just, mm-hmm. just really tripping it yeah. out. What am I putting on the record player to just bliss out and, and take the ride? Oh shit! It's like this is. Like and I'm sure it changes. I talk about the, I'm sure it changes. Do I talk about yeah, it changes all the time. I'm not one of those guys. You know what's funny? Is like everybody gets into dub reggae when yeah, they're yeah, so yeah. stoned, and it's like I need it a bit heavier. I need it a bit crazier. I need that. heavy too, man. Like I'll love to get high and listen to yeah. like if you know like, the band sounds Caustic, amazing, but... Do you know the band Caustic Resin? Uh, no, I'm not. I don't think they're cool. So, they actually. were kind of like contemporaries of like early built to spill, but way heavier and way darker. And it's that, or like you know, like Windhand, if you know that band, or like Boris. Yeah. Okay. So you like the actual? You go to the stoner riffs. Yeah, man. Like, well, at times, yeah. If I'm if I'm mm-hmm. in a certain mood, and it definitely like it it <laughs> it yeah it does it for me. But like for you, like, but I like I know you like reggae, but you're saying you need to go a little heavier. Well, all music kind of sounds, and I don't mean heavier. I mean, yeah, maybe I mean like busier. Okay, like the weather station. (laughs) Yeah, I need like no, I don't know. I'm embarrassed because I'm a closet fan of a band that's like kind of not cool anymore. You gonna say bare naked ladies to to me, Chris? Are you gonna look me in the (laughs) eye and say bare naked ladies to me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, but there's some old like Animal Collective stuff. That stuff's great. Panda Bear. Okay, yeah, that, I don't know. That, that's a great band. <clears throat> yeah, I know, but like because they made some o- only all right albums in the 2010s, mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. are like there was a backlash for a while, so I I feel weird. But even like a- AV Tear and Panda mm-hmm. Bears like solo stuff yeah. is, is still like really really mm-hmm. good. But can I, I wanted to say because now that we're on the top of topic of music, uh I was actually going to send you this message once that latest uh black country mm-hmm. yeah yeah road single mm-hmm. came out but i hadn't sent it to you but so i'll just say it here like, yeah it sounds like they're who right who's the main songwriter there it sounds like oh, they're I, I don't know the kid's name by a little bit of a like maybe they're into spencer krug style stuff yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. their references yeah. are re- so like all over the place like they're the pop culture that they draw on yeah. is everywhere what do you think about the latest black midi album uh i haven't listened i listened to it like once or twice and i was digging it i don't know why i didn't go back to it i think it's because i've just been listening because to it's podcasts. so dense maybe maybe like, that's like it. listening to a freaking opera <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like me and roger it's really good we were just talking about king cruel did you ever listen to king cruel's albums and they're just like yeah just- but doesn't it feel weird to like okay like he's a, amazing he's super yeah. talented but it always makes me uncomfortable how young he is yeah <laughs> it's like I don't want to be this affected by a kid's blues. <laughs> <laughs> this is this I, is blues clues stuff. Come on. I feel the same way. I feel the same way when I find myself being like inspired by athletes. Like if I look at like yeah. a basketball player and I'm like, you're so cool and you work so hard and da da da. And I'm like, you're 20. That's not. And yeah, we're like, awesome. We're, we like, spend so many evenings watching young men's 
butt cheeks bounce <laughs> up and down. <laughs> yeah, like I just, I just, I just bought a Scotty Barnes jersey. Toronto Raptors Scotty Barnes yeah, going to be rookie yeah, of the year. He's Fuck a child, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm like, yeah. I'm gonna wear this kid's, this little boy's name on my back. <laughs> go get yeah. drunk. Yeah, go get yeah. drunk with my friends. He just turns Hi, twenty. Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his name's not even Scott. It's Scotty. Yeah. Hi, little Scotty. I know. a boy. And a boy, Scotty. Do it, Scotty. Yeah. You're doing it. You're. And then you think that's the whole history. Of professional... B-ball player right now is little baby Scotty. <laughs> yeah. The the whole history but, of professional but sports is old so men watching kids mm-hmm. and just being well, like yelling at them and and getting upset when they don't do well. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, and at least not it's right. not. Yeah. When they break their legs, we're like screw off. <laughs> <laughs> like, as if they are horses. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. But at least it's not like <laughs> at least it's not that thing where like we're going back to our old colleges or high schools. <laughs> like being like that was me once yeah that used to be me and now uh, i know yeah that was not me i did not make the basketball team um so we have a segment that we always do at the towards the end of okay. every show and it's called mm-hmm. uh big questions with adam and adam, you, ha- you do have a big question for for today yeah yeah um i know Okay, so so well, like we always do the intro. No, right? sometimes yeah, I, do the sometimes intro, I just, just try to hop right into it. I get excited. Yeah, I know but you always. I know you try to, but we have to do maybe the don't barrel it's a, through this because it it's uh, yeah, it's a segment. People, that's right? it. It's a it's good a coping mechanism mechanism for me if I barrel okay. through. Okay, oh, oh, fine. So it's, okay. it's kind of well, we stopped it already. Well, so maybe you guys can go. Yeah, do the intro. Cool. Yeah. So now it's time for big questions with Adam. Okay. All right. Cool. Anytime now. Anytime. Um, yeah. Now. So, uh, Chris, I, we've been talking about psychedelic stuff, and um, you know how you can sort of even without drugs, sort of access like the sort of uh, more of the most uh, exaggerated like uh, regions of your mind and really extend uh, ideas in general. Um, and I guess it was kind of making me think. I don't know, but like while you're doing that, my my daughter was just kind of around like putting tape on everything and. Um, she didn't want to like, um, like uh, listen to me. I'd ask her to stop a few times. She won't stop. So, uh, how do you how do you get your mm. daughter to stop um, like bullying you? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Like, what's a so, good way to get your daughter to yeah. not really stop bullying you? Um, it's not exactly psychedelic. It's really. Question. Yeah. Well, having a child is very psychedelic, especially if you watch it be born. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, when you you open up the, uh, what's the womb thing called? The, that they're, the mm-hmm. placenta. Right. Yes. And then the, the uh, you know, you get to see the tree of yeah. life there. That's pretty freaking psychedelic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so psychedelic that, uh, um, what's his name, made a whole movie about it. Terry um, Malick. Yeah. Terry Malick. Terry. Yeah, shout out, shout out, Paul, Paul Beer, biggest Terry Malick fan I know. You really have to show them your child because I have mm. two childs. You have to show them how emotionally distraught, like how much they have affected you. I, I, I'm not a. Uh, yeah, I have nothing against getting down on your knees and crying. You know, okay, so you know when like it's a good. streetcar named Desiree yeah. or whatever, yeah, you know that play, <laughs> yeah, streetcar named Desiree. By, also by Terrence yeah. Malick. Yeah, <laughs> both of those things are right. Yeah. Terrence, <laughs> it's back when he went by Street- Tennessee. Yeah, but yeah, but Tennessee, yeah. Tennessee Malick. Yeah, grew out of it. A streetcar name. Yeah, uh, 
Okay, so yeah, you know that old play called A Streetcar Named Ding Dong? Next stop. Um, <laughs> it was directed by Terren- Terrence Malik John Hamm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then, and you know when you're reading the play, it even says Marlon Brando when you read the play. But uh, there's a scene in... There's a street there's a scene in Here Comes the Streetcar where Marlon Brando <laughs> kneels down on the ground and waves his fist to the stormy sky and yells Stella Stella. Yeah. And so I'm not saying do that to your kids cuz they don't know who <laughs> Stella is. And also he's like stressed <laughs> and distraught, but I feel like that kind of impact yeah. of emotion, but it could be a bit more like beaten down like your sad and yeah yeah because there's something about being a parent where like if you have your status over your kids it's like pathetic like what's yeah. wrong with you like mm-hmm. egomania yeah, yeah. you know what i mean yeah you can totally drop your status down and like you know show your like have your children see how much they have like yeah, destroyed yeah. you from with like so but basically what i'm saying is <laughs> you make me dinner ba- <laughs> yeah <laughs> make you me see, dinner do yeah. you see what you do to daddy <laughs> yeah did you see what your bullying yeah. did i'm i'm shaking i'm weak i you can't make stand. daddy so sad <laughs> yeah i think roger summed it yeah. up perfectly it's actually i was a little bit rambly there but no, that's i get basically it, it. Daddy i get it they're both actually they're often daddy could use melted cheese on a bagel <laughs> <laughs> they're both actually they're both often kind of getting like trying to scoop out my eyes a little bit it feels like so that'll help to work, work <laughs> yeah. up the tears you know for to, to sort mm-hmm. of for the performance you know they say yeah you know you know like it feels like kids are like they can't focus on anything but then what child psychologists will say is like no, it's because they focus on everything that happens around them. Mm. It's kind of like they have superpowers, yeah. right? So you'd be like, holy crap, three of us have two kids and Roger has yeah. none. I'm what bringing the f- down the average, baby. So yeah, between us, we have... <laughs> Do you we, want one? We average 1. 1.3 children, mm-hmm. I believe would be the master. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would say what Roger said, just like, do you see how sad or whatever you, you make daddy and then wait for a beat, and as they're confused, looking at you, quivering on the floor, then that's when you strike and you say, do you have any more Halloween candy? <laughs> Can you go go get me a handful of Halloween candy and a wet compress for my forehead? Oh, man. I know you don't like coffee, Chris. Is- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Coffee's for daddies. Yeah, <laughs> coffee's for daddies. This is and gonna that work. Includes the crisps. This is gonna work. <laughs> when you kneel down and yell, oh. Stella, the thing is, like, they're like, Here's "Daddy the needs a beer. Daddy yeah. needs a beer." Amazing. Stop. Adam, you just have to remember, like generations ago, um, you know, parents would hit mm. their kids, and that is mm-hmm. terrible. That's awful. Should, horrible. I, never do that. Never mm-hmm. do that again. But now it's we're in a very progressive society uh-huh. where it's basically not just like, you know, thought, approved, but it's thought of that you should basically, yeah, cower yeah. and cry yeah. in front of your <laughs> It's kind of like, yeah, it's it kind of gone full a contest, force. A contest of who can be the most helpless like, and at the whim yeah. to their emotions. <laughs> Like, how it, it's that pendulum swing, you know, maybe the pendulum will <laughs> swing back. Oh, there's and, one? Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to finish this joke yeah. now. <laughs> Is this the Margot Seuss? Yeah, that's the Bago. When, when you say... Hi, Margot. Margo. 
Okay, just a quick one. Say just hi, a quick Margo. Hi, and then you gotta go. Okay, Margo? Okay, bye bye. Oh, <laughs> bye. Nice. I love you. I love you, but at the same time, bye bye. <laughs> she just wants to talk with us. Oh, that just broke my heart. See, the fact that you just said um, "I love you" to your daughter is pretty a, a pretty cuck move. Yeah, you progressive, <laughs> which I think is good. You're right. You're right. I just need to change what I've got th- going on, you know, and just be a bit more. That's sort the thing. of um, like what. What do you think would be like? What would what would you do if Dad had a big old cry in front of you? Would that be good? What do you think? You don't know how to. Yeah, thumbs up. <laughs> thumbs up. Listeners, you can't see. She gave a thumbs up. I'm gonna make you so happy. Big thumbs up. Daddy's gonna make you so big happy. Thumbs up. Mm. I love. I got it. the best dad advice. Yeah, that's so good. It's psychedelic, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, a child, a four-year-old, seeing their dad uh, crying and sh- shaking and peeing his pants mm-hmm. on the floor yeah. is psychedelic. <laughs> that is about as psychedelic That's as psychedelic. you get. <laughs> That's I love it. Yeah. Well, we'll let we'll let uh, Adam. Here's another one. Here's another one. This one's Mariana. Oh, we got an I can't. Oh, Mariana, hello. I can't see. Is yeah, your your, video your on? camera is frozen, but oh, I no? trust you that Mariana is there. Mariana, say hi real quick. Hi. Hello, my friend. Hi. What do you think about when dad when daddy got zapped by a robot on that TV show? Yeah, dad. Yeah, it was like so funny. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Thanks. You also want to talk about psychedelic, being just going like, yeah, my dad's on TV and he gets shot by robots. That's normal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who told <laughs> here? Wait, was the was the robot real? It was not real. Don't worry, I didn't get zapped. It was just a joke. <laughs> it was just a joke. Okay. Well, right. school, we were talking school. earlier too about our our history uh, <laughs> as comedians and like okay, go back upstairs. People at bars, like <laughs> yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. And I feel like this is a good way to wrap it up. Like exactly. the history is that we genuinely have children <laughs> coming onto the podcast. <laughs> It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> We're, been yeah. a while. To the young comedians listening out there, we are vets. We are comedy yeah, vets. This to is the how point much where so. Our children are joining our podcast. <laughs> yeah. 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 We told jokes to get laid, and this is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to get laid, but we ended up getting screwed. <laughs> Margo is just like yucking it up. She can't hear, but she's yucking it up. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a good laugh. Well, on that note, I'm going to thank you so much, Chris, for taking the time. And uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, and and go check out the Evil Men podcast. And if you ever see that uh, Chris Locke is in your town, I guarantee you, you'll laugh harder than you've ever laughed. Oh, thanks. You guys are the best. And anyone else listening, go and check out the uh, Tony O podcast. <laughs> 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 okay awesome thank you so much chris and mariana Thanks, guys. and margo soon okay. <laughs> thank you for listening to help tony ho big thanks to josh o'keefe who composed our theme song and be sure to check out all of our past sketch episodes of the podcast all available on cbc listen and wherever you get your podcasts okay bye
For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.